Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to the James Bond Complex podcast, the show where we discuss, rejoice, and analyze in the entire James Bond frame, in all of its shapes and forms, from Fleming to the films, and of course, everything in between. Ooh. 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 I could not have continued without that third ooh. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have added a ooh. Yes. So we are three of us uh, this evening. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Edgar. I'm Matt. Oh, go ahead, Jason. Sorry. My name is Jason Kim, your international man of mystery. And I'm Emery. Uh, You are Emery, and the other one is Jason. Matt is not here this evening. Uh, He is on a mission um, doing something at home. So we have a special episode. The topic we're going to do this week is something that us three tend to talk about a little bit off mic every once in a while. Uh, Not to say that we're experts in the subject matter, but we do have a particular penchant or a penchant, if you're from the States, uh, for wristwatches. Again, we're, we're not experts, but it is a subject that interests us. We do some of our, we do a little bit of reading, we do a little bit of YouTubing, we do a little bit of this and that. We, we do a little buy bit some of things. Yeah, we do a little bit of purchasing as well, too. A little bit of purchasing. We'll get to those, Jason. We'll get to those bad boys. <laughs> so just to, 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 explain what the main event this evening is because the early conversations about well, what would a wristwatch episode be for the james bond complex you know it was a little bit nebulous and it got a little bit warmer a little bit warmer and, and last week we sort of agreed on something slightly outside the box uh is that this episode is going to be some sort of a, a fantasy james bond wristwatch draft ba, 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 ba. <laughs> and uh, our, our our dear co-host Edgar Chapu is Roger Goodell himself tonight. Yeah, so he might need to be Roger Goodell. If I, Commission, Commissioner Edgar Chapu. If if uh, I'd like to think I'm uh, much more debonair than than Roger Goodell, although I don't <laughs> think I could manage something as sophisticated and complicated as the National Football League. So look, basically what we're going to do is there's there's a a a an an ill-defined Bond twenty six coming up in our imaginations. You know the the details are hazy, but the point is there's a, there's a new James Bond movie, and James Bond, the leading lady, and the Bond villain all need a wristwatch. Uh, so what we're going to do this evening is per character we'll start with leading lady, then go to Bond villain, and we'll save. The bad boy for last, James Bond, each of those characters, we are going to individually each draft a wristwatch for those three characters. So you theoretically should get to know nine watches in total tonight. I will draft three, Emery will draft three, and Jason will draft three. Um, But maybe before we get to that, uh, because I know Jason just, ooh, He's just so excited about something. Uh, you mentioned purchases. We do some purchasing sometimes. I've been poor for about a year. So 2022, <laughs> 20, from January 1st, 2022 to December 31st, 2022, there will have been zero wristwatch purchases from me. Um, but you made some purchases recently. What's going on there, Jason? I did. Let me put on my white gloves. Oh, of course. Really yes. Do the gloves come of with course. the watch or are those a personal purchase? No, these are personal. 
or they're free. So I got my white gloves on. And then so recently I bought the Hamilton PSR, which was shown in Live and Let Die. So it's 919. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Is this a reissue or what's what's the story here? So so the Hamilton PSR, well it's not Pulsar has been sold off to Seiko since, but Hamilton has reissued the original, the first original digital watch that was made in like late 69 or, or 70, 71. They released, re-released it in 2020 and Kyle Barbo of Easy Smiles Expensive Watches is one of the first people I know who bought it. Mm-hmm. And I was on the fence mm-hmm. for it about a while. And then if you guys have seen my recent uh, travel photos, uh, I was in New York one mm-hmm. week. The week after, I was in the Big Easy down in New Orleans and scattered my live and let die locations in both places. So Jamaica is the only thing I have left. So in order to kind of bring the entire live and let die journey to full circle before the 50th anniversary next year, I decided to buy the Hamilton Pulsar watch. And what are your, now I've never seen one in, in person. Uh, what are your first impressions? It's very light, it's surprisingly very light. It's very simple and it's very unique is why I bought it. Cause like me, sometimes I like to be very unor. Most people know I'm a very unorthodox person as a whole. <laughs> I'm a very unorthodox person in general. So uh, I have a lot of diver watches. This is my second Hamilton after my Hamilton GMT Auto, which I have right here. So I, I replicated the Spectre and like the Spectre, it, it's a bi-directional bezel with the GMT clock in the middle. So I, I've become a ham. Sorry, Bond fans, I'm not an Omega person. Hamilton's my go-to. And the second reason why I bought the Hamilton PSR is a, a Korean-American actor named Daniel Henney. He's a very popular actor in Korea right now. And he is he himself is a Hamilton ambassador, and he wore the exact Hamilton P, uh, PSR watch in this new, mo- new action movie called Confidential Assignment. So I enjoy that movie. I enjoy Live and Let Die, so easy decision. Sounds like something James Bond often goes on, confidential assignments. Yes. It's very, very James Bond. <laughs> and I go, and you guys know, I go on plenty of confidential assignments as well, too. Mm. Just, uh, I know this is, has nothing to do with James Bond, but correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, did, did Pulsar or Hamilton, uh, did they not release some sort of variation on the Pulsar for the latest Matrix movie a year ago? Was that them? Yes, so the same watch, but Hamilton re-released it for the terrible Matrix res- Resurrection movie. For, for our dear listeners, do not watch that movie, by the way. Uh, <laughs> All right. So they, they re-released that watch in a black black strap, all black, but the right. numbering is in green. Mm-hmm. The numbering's in green, just like the Matrix code is. Yeah. Right. I know Hamilton like to associate themselves with movies quite a lot. Uh, they, what's... They, they do, because uh, I know, like, the men in black characters, like you remember what when Will Smith is issued his black suit at the watch, that's a Hamilton. Mm. It was featured in Interstellar, both the Murphy watch as well as the watch that Matthew McConaughey hey, wears in space, you know, when he goes on a space adventure. Um, mm. What else has been Hamilton? <laughs> when oh, he Jeff- goes on a space adventure. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Wright wears Jeffrey Wright and uh, Rene uh, Giancarlo Jadi both were Hamilton's in Quantum yeah. of Solace. Je- John Carligiani, uh, which was Renee Mathis, he wears the Hamilton Field khaki watch, which is a very popular model. And, ha- and Harrison Ford also wore it in a 
very Bond-related movie called uh, Force 10 from Navarone. Because it's okay. it was a World War II yeah. issue. It's a World War II-based movie. And so Hamilton was the World War II field watch supplier to the U.S. troops. And they've been and that that's been their uh, pride and joy since. And so that's the exact model by this. Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead, finish your thought there, Jason. Uh, so so that's been so that World War II model is the exact model that Jeffrey Wright wears in uh, not Jeffrey Wright, Renee Mathis wears in Quantum of Solace. Jeffrey Wright wears a, a flight auto. So it's like a really cool chronograph watch similar. Mm. So it's a it's a pilot's watch in Quantum of Solace, but he reverts to Omega in No Time to Die. And Primo, or I like to call him Cyclops, wears mm. wears <laughs> wears the uh, Hamilton auto auto scuba diver watch, which is a really cool watch. And Bud West wears one, and uh, the bad guy from Aquaman wears the same one too. I forget his uh, name, but oh, I hope it's a diver watch. You know, he's a character in Aquaman. So you're saying, but so you're sorry to interrupt your thought, but to say what you were no saying. i interrupted you i interrupted you actually no it was just uh, correct me if i'm wrong hamilton is no longer strictly an american brand they were so they were bought out by the swiss at some point a few years ago were they not something i mean the like, heritage is american but yeah something along those lines like i don't know the full acquisition history myself but like they always advertise like american heritage swiss made you know like swiss quality or whatever you want to do it right right well i mean the swiss made i think even one of the brands i uh, i i picked a given brand that I will reveal in due time for a for its particular um, country of origin. But you know, when you go to the site, that's like, yeah, we're proudly this. By the way, we make them in Switzerland. You know, so it's, uh, I think a lot of these country or a lot of these brands rely on, on some Swiss watches. Um, Emily, so yeah, uh, how, how's how's your Rolex GMT? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Non-existent. No, I've got the, I've, I'm a, I'm a Casio guy. You know that. I've got the Casio Duro on now with uh, one of my Barton straps that I just got. And um, mm-hmm. like I, I'm actually thinking the the Hamilton Field Khaki was was one of those watches that I've kind of got on my radar for a while because I'm looking for. Like, I'll be honest. When when the Swatch Moon Swatch came out, I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's an affordable mm-hmm. chronograph that's got the Omega Nemo and the Omega Omega, excuse me, mm-hmm. name on it. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah, you get know, it right, please. Decent quality. Uh, David just showed a picture. He's got one. Uh, I don't know which one he's got. I think it's the Neptune, not one of the ones. Like I'll be, I'll be honest. It's, it's going to have to be like one of those classic, more simpler colors, and not some of the wild swatch stuff. Mm-hmm. But like either a chronograph or something really, really basic, 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 simple that I can throw a NATO strap or a, or a mm-hmm. canvas strap on is is what I'm looking at as a as a next future acquisition. Well, you know, they're not they're not limited, despite the uh, hoopla we noticed this past spring, uh, as well as the lineups. I myself witnessed outside the downtown Swatch store. They're not limited. It's not like, uh, oh, oh, we no. only made a thousand. Like, you can buy, I mean. Uh, you can go uh, buy a brand new one in store now yeah, if you wanted yeah, to. But yeah. people are still selling them on Facebook Marketplace at twice the price because they still think that they are, they're getting them at a premium because they were a limited. They're, they're not a limited edition. They're still being produced. You can get them brand new anywhere. Don't buy them off Facebook for six hundred dollars. No, but I do. I do. I mean, Emery, you're a history buff like myself. Yeah. In the Midwest, so, I mean, 
you can't go wrong with either choices, but I would recommend join the Hamilton Club and get the field khaki watch. I'll wait till Her Majesty's government or His Majesty's government start paying me a little more, and then I'll, I'll look <laughs> into that. Uh, why don't we get the draft going with our first round, which we had mentioned earlier was, um, oh, did we mention it yet? No. The first round being leading ladies. Uh, and I believe that the first pick goes to Mr. Kim. So with the first pick of the 2022, uh, the James Bond Complex watch draft, the first pick will be the Hamilton Jazzmaster Lady Auto for my leading lady. Oh. I, I, I like the Jazzmaster. Which one again? The, the Jazzmaster Lady Auto. Lady it's, Auto. So it's like a pink, it's like a pink gold strap, pink gold strap and dial. Uh. The Jazzmaster is a pretty, um, the Jazzmaster has a pretty extensive history, uh, but this is a handsome little devil. So, elegant to it. So, the reason why I chose this watch was not because it could run a 40 yard dash in two seconds or something like that, but uh, I'm just playing guys, but uh, because I want my leading lady to be a mix of a romantic interest in a femme fatale someone that so i was thinking i'm not saying cast this person specifically but i was thinking what would jody comer wear and i thought <laughs> and that that was my choice Why is that something that i was gonna wait for vanessa kirby or <laughs> hey speaking of which i actually just bought the tickets to jody comer's broadway play in may oh nice so there you go so just to wrap to put put the ribbon on the topic. Nice. Well, it's it's a, a very nice choice. It's certainly very. Uh, look, it, it was drafted for the leading ladies, so obviously it's going to be a very uh, ladylike watch. Uh, no, it's it's a very handsome choice. I, I like I like what you did there. I like what you did there quite a bit. And the jazz master. That's that's a name you hear about quite a bit when you sort of browse the. Uh, watch aficionado uh world uh, you you really are you you are like mr hamilton you I, I i know this the james bond conflict is not sponsored by hamilton this week but but uh but we could be hamilton <laughs> could be almost <laughs> yeah i have um, a paypal account <laughs> yeah, did, it, did it hamilton uh, get killed in new orleans where i just returned from oh there you go even the character uh, with the watch's name <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I still remember when I posted the picture of uh, me posing where Agent Hamilton and what's the other Strutter stand? Strutter. Uh, David, David David Saritsky, uh commented on my photo. He's like, "Hey, uh, aren't you too far away from the fire hydrant?" <laughs> and then he trolled me with <laughs> with a comment. And then I mean, and then I responded to David. Maybe that's why I'm still alive because the assassin only goes to that right. one specific. Not the second poll. <laughs> right, right, right. Interesting, interesting. Uh, do you have anything else to add about? I, I like the pick. I think it's very elegant. I think it's really, my goodness, excuse me. I think it's very classy. Uh, it's certainly very, very ladylike. Uh, I, I went in a slightly different direction, but you're but, the second. Uh, are you the second overall pick? I you are the not, second pick. Yeah, I am I the second overall pick. So my um, it's I have when I, I have one more summary before I let the let the second overall pick go to you, Edgar. You have another one. I have an. I just have one final statement before. Oh, I, sure, please. Well, by all means, uh, let it all out. 
I hope you're a better GM than Mike Mayock of the Raiders. <laughs> Emery, uh, you're editing this episode? Yeah. Cut, what's, cut, what's, that <laughs> cut that trash. Cut that trash. So uh, when I when I did this, it's funny. Some listeners may recall that um, at this point, it might have been as, as long ago as three years ago, me and Matt recorded an episode where we sort of fantasized about our fictional Bond 26s. And uh, it was a pretty, we had a good time doing that episode. We came up with plots and casting ideas and character names. And, and we, there was the germination of doing fictional Bond 27s. We obviously, we never got around to doing it, but, but some of the ideas of my Bond 27 had always uh, stayed in the back of my mind. So there's a bit of story uh, to my to my uh, leading lady. Uh, my pick is the, I'm gonna say it, then I'll go grab my image. I, I'm going a little bit big, um, but I'll explain why. I'm going with the Grand Seiko uh, Spring Drive Snowflake SBGA211. Let me go get a picture. I think we should be good. But beautiful watch, Edgar. Grand Seiko, yeah. Well, it's it's a little bit like your Jazzmaster Auto, and the fact that it's that it's a lot of a lot of white. But of course, you know, I'm a little bit like you, Jason. I think you're a bit of a Seiko uh, Seiko disciple, as am I. But of course, Grand Seiko is the other maison uh, that's under the Seiko brand, but it's more. Right. Higher end watches. Uh, this is a titanium watch, so it's a little bit uh, more resistant to scratches. It's also lighter. That's an unobtrusive look. If you observe a little bit more closely, here's another one for you guys. If you observe a little bit more closely, if you zoom in on that, the reason why it's called the snowflake is because oh, there's wow. a pattern. Oh, wow. Yes, there's a work, and it's supposed to mirror essentially. Uh, how light will reflect snow when it's deposited on the ground, but uh, unsullied. Um, and it's Very the spring drive te technology, uh, for maybe the listeners who don't know, and I won't want to bore them to death too much, and I'm not a mechanic, so this is going to be a drive-by explanation. But what Grand Seiko did, and it's patented, no one else can do this, at least they can't call it spring drive, is... It's an automatic watch, so there's a mechanism, there's a router, there's, there are uh, bridges, there are wheels in it, there's an escapement in it. But the regulation for the accuracy is actually quartz. So it's a mixture of the two. So if you go onto YouTube and you, you know, search for any video that talks about spring drive, one of the things you'll notice is that because the quartz regulation of the accuracy is so fine to the naked eye the seconds hand the seconds hand sweeps it's like a hot knife through butter mm -hmm. Te technically it's Ooh. ticking technically it's ticking but it's but so it's a clean movement it's so fast we can't see that it's ticking to our mm. eyes just mm. and uh, so so my leading lady wears this because in my bond 27 uh, she works for the villain she's some sort of a plant science um technician I won't get into the plot of my bomb 27. In any ways, when I saw the trailer for No Time to Die and, and saw that they were going to use the Garden of uh, the 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 uh, 
poison garden. I said, well, there goes my Bond 27 plot. Um, <laughs> but she works for the for the villain and they're working. And, and she started with a Seiko 5, uh, which is like a $100 watch, $150 watch. But when the villain is so impressed with her work, she says, my dear, you know, you like Seiko. Well, here's a real Seiko. So she he, he gifts her <laughs> that for the Grand Seiko. So that's my pick for my leading lady in the Bond 27 that I will never reveal. I, I went a, uh, um, a similar route for my pick since I've got the, the third pick of this round. I, I kind of imagined who who is the leading lady. Mm-hmm. And rather than go with, you know, MI6 operative or CIA operative, I kind of went, dialed it back a little bit. And initially I thought of well, what would Money Penny as a civil servant wear? Mm-hmm. And then I thought of well, what's the most kind of accessible for everyone but most practical kind of luxury accessory that today's modern woman would look into and i thought immediately of well what does my wife want because she's a civil servant um she's got a a a decent enough salary that she can afford certain things Mm -hmm. um and she's got the most recent iphone so i went immediately to the apple watch series 8 Oh, wow. I did not see this coming coming at all. (laughs) See? I kept that as a wild card because I knew that this would be kind of like one of those out of the blue, like, what are you doing with this? So a a smartwatch, uh, the most recent one, it goes for about $1,000. I'm not going to put it on the chat because I think we all know what an iWatch, uh, an Apple Watch looks like. Um, It's a 41 millimeter, so it's kind of large enough but i mean that's kind of the format they come in mm-hmm. um and it's kind of in that price range where it's it's still a luxury item without mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. uh too fancy it's a stainless steel case this one the one i've chosen is the gold stainless steel case so there is the the gold element of it because i mean it's bond you got to have a little bit of gold mm-hmm. um the options of being of course that you can have it with different bands if you go on to the Apple Watch website, you do have the studio where you can actually build your own watch. So you can have the options that you'd want. And so for this leading lady, I've decided on the um, Apple Watch Series 8 in the 41 millimeter gold stainless steel case with elderberry sport band. But you can have them with other bands. You could have them with, um, there's kind of a, a rope texture band as well. So I wanted to kind of go and I don't want to use this term, but basic bitch. Like this is like pumpkin spice latte in one hand with the Apple Watch with the, you know, iPhone 14 in her hand. And dresses like Han Solo in the fall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Multiple layers of beige. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, no, go ahead, Jason. Oh, no, no, you go ahead. Uh, I was going to just say, uh, since Emery just completed the final pick of this draft, why don't we let him go first in the second round? That's very polite of you, Jason. I, know, I just want to like. say, I'm looking at the uh, Apple Watch uh, Series 8 Gold, and um, where did I put it? There, there I put it. It's interesting. You know what? That is not at all what I have in my mind when I think of an Apple Watch. I, I will give them credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. They, they, did, they did put a minimal amount of effort into making it sort of look like an old school watch obviously it's a digital screen and you can text and do whatever but 
when I just look at it from a side, this one seems to have a bit of a mesh bracelet going on there. Um, there is a Milanese, uh, like, like, yes, uh, yeah, there are. There That's is that, that option for this one, and there's, I mean, they have um, leather as well. So, I mean, it's it's versatile enough, and there's a lot of aftermarket companies that make the Apple oh, Watch yeah. bands too, so mm-hmm. that there's, the 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 options are, are endless for it. It's, it's almost like the, um, a more modern, more connected version of, of a G-Shock. You know, the G-Shock was oh, like, yeah. kind of like the iconic digital watch. Um, for a lot of people, and it did a lot of things, and with, like the Iron Man watches and things like that, people were really into them for sport. I mean, this is a, a sports watch, but it's also you know a high-priced luxury item. Oh yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, I think I mean my dad tried to get an Apple Watch, but then he doesn't like Apple phones, iPhones, so I got him a Samsung mm. watch at the time. So interesting. No, it hey, it's you you caught us off guard, man. I yeah, you can't see that coming at all. I'm like, oh, we're going to go old school. We're going to be talking about mechanical watches. This guy's like, I'm going to do an Apple Watch Gold. But hey, it's, it's, it makes sense. If she's a simple, if your leading lady's a simple servant, there's some logic to this. My, my three picks really touch on three different, very different types of watches. So the, the, the mechanical and like vintage and old school and stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see that as, as the, uh, as the draft progresses. Sure. No, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Do we, we do we want to do it snake style? And Emery, do you want to start the start us off with the villain? Let's uh let's go ahead with that. Um my pick for the for the villain is What's the coming up here. What's is the Hublot MP05 LaFerrari. What the, the Tourbillon Black DLC MP05. And I will put that in the chat this was a watch that was created uh specifically for owners of the la ferrari ferrari it's uh, currently selling on the used market for somewhere around three hundred thousand dollars it is probably the most overcomplicated watch that you have seen almost as complicated as a famous richard muley clock in quebec city oh geez yeah (laughs) That is completely insane. That is insane. Yo, like, I love the mechanics. So it's, is that, like, supposed to be a V8 or V12 engine? That's supposed to be modeled after the, the well, I'm assuming it's a V8, just oh, yeah, because it's a Lef- the rollers, but um, at the but same also, time. It's a LaFerrari. Lef- LaFerrari, I believe, was a V8, Let me, which was an awesome car, by the way. So this is a very, I, I'm assuming that the bond oh, no, is going to be extremely fanciful and... So this oh, is a, it's an odd design a, for a case as well. That's a V12, V12, my bad. But no, it's a it's this thing. Look, okay, so that's what it looks like from the side. My God, how do you wear this shit? <laughs> I, I think you, you wear it not very often. I mean, like, how do you put it on your wrist is my question. Because initially I was looking for a particular watch and, and me and Edgar, we, we, had, we had talked about it and you had showed, we, we had kind of... Um, Yo, this is pretty badass. I do like it. This is completely insane. I mean, hey. <laughs> hey let me know. I'm, I'm glad I've got good picks. And this is kind of where I had that confidence. Like, no one is going to pick this stuff. <laughs> I mean, I think this, for our list, for our dear listeners, this is why the James, what makes the James Bond complex so special is all four of us have very different personalities. And and I highly guarantee none of us are going to pick the next, the same picks. 
if, if this if it keeps up with this uh, logic, no one's going to pick the same thing. The funny thing about Hublot, though, is Hublot, and you mentioned Richard Mill uh, a few moments ago because of that clock next to the uh, city hall where you live. Uh, the funny thing about Hublot is that it seems to be lumped in a similar category as Richard Mill in the sense that it's very ostentatious. Mm -hmm. um, it's extremely, I mean, Hublot is not as, as expensive as Richard Mille, but, but Hublot uh, watches are, are, are not cheap. Um, and they're often lambasted for those very reasons. They're a little bit gaudy, they're a little bit gauche, and they're, and they're overpriced. But, but there is some visual, I mean, there's visual whisper to this. It looks like a motor. It looks like you're wearing a motor on your wrist. It's quite, is, what does your villain do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> I didn't cast it as much as backwards, but I figured that he was going to be um, overly eccentric and he needed a watch that kind of matched the personality of... I, I had in mind um, like an Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, multi-billionaire, mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily buying up social media like, uh, like an Elliot Carver, but uh, eccentric enough that he needs to show off his wealth. There is one other version of this watch that is even more ostentatious and there is a sapphire version of it and it is completely encased in glass it's it's you can see through the entire <laughs> thing uh but it's about twice the price if not more so let me That's... just refine i'll just refinance my house to purchase one of these <laughs> are you suggesting that price is uh is a concern for your for your bond villain emory <laughs> Uh, no, no, not at all, not at all. It's just that this is the more more conservative option because I mean, if you have this watch, you probably have you know the car or something similar to go with it. So um, anyway, Dylan also needs to still have some money to make that space laser. So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But he just he could just you know buy and sell some shares of Twitter and uh, not Twitter, no. <laughs> yeah, maybe not these days. You're a little bit just a couple weeks uh, too late. But this is I'm looking at the well dial so there so the minutes are the hours and minutes i have no idea how this, i'm gonna have to youtube this is, i don't understand how this works on yes. the left I'm, I'm trying to understand on the left you've got um you got, the very power, you got the power reserve on the left or, yeah or what i, I don't know is, what the, what those numbers are because you've got like the top number and the bottom number like the hours and minutes i can understand but there's power and then reserve so i don't know if or, it's, is that is that the second is that the second i think uh so the, you I'm assuming. The, so what I'm see, reading this as is you read the time from the right side, but on the left side, you you have the seconds and how much time you have left. So that's why it's the power reserve. But then that's there's a, a middle dial at the bottom, right under the Hublot yeah. logo. So I think that would be the seconds. Oh, never mind. I completely no understand. idea what's on the left. <laughs> Does it, or maybe uh, maybe it's power reserve like hours and minutes. Oh, maybe yeah. Actually, if you read, uh, guys, if you read the fine print, this is not, I mean, it's a mechanical watch, but it's not It's not a, a wind-up or an automatic. You have to put gasoline in it for it to work. Uh, it comes with additional self-winding pistol, it says in the description. There's kind of a, <laughs> yeah, I oh, saw I that. a screwdriver-looking thing that's yeah. <laughs> attached to it. Yeah, some of these, that's not, they, funnily enough, that's actually not the first time I, I hear that. Some of these watches, the design is so unique it's so outré that to get it working they could they just can't put a crown on the side so yeah there are these little keys that you use to try that's not the first time i hear that fascinating 
fascinating. I mean, it's absolutely hideous, but I oh love yeah, to see absolutely, a Bond it's not a good look at all. <laughs> no, but I'd love to see a Bond villain watch that. It's it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. But which is why it needs to be on the wrist of a Bond villain. Uh, My thoughts are amazing. Exactly. It's amazing. It's like it's beautiful and it's disgusting. It's, I I love it. <laughs> so. I'll go with the second pick. I mean, I, please. So with my second pick, it's mine's a little less garish than that. But <laughs> the, re, the reason I'm going to choose this watch is because uh, I want the Bond villain to somewhat mirror the Bond himself. And I was thinking, so those of you guys know me, I, you guys know I love the show HBO show Succession a lot. And mm-hmm. my choice, my top choices for Bond villain for Bond 26 or 27 are. Uh, Jeremy Strong from, who plays uh, who plays uh, Brian Cox's dipshit son in uh, Succession, mm-hmm. or or the actor who just played Elvis Presley in Elvis, uh, Austin Butler, because oh, I think because okay. I think and the reason why, and even though they're two very different actors, but they're both very calculating people, and with the type of acting that they portray, they're both very calculating people, and as a result. I want the villain for Bond 26 to wear the Tag Heuer Monaco. That's Steve McQueen wore. Hmm. Interesting. That is a good choice. I, I really do like the Tag Heuer uh, line in general, but the Monaco more than the Carrera or the uh, some of the other ones they make uh, is uh, is a very interesting choice. For that, a square watch, I'm not big on square watches, but the Monaco is one of those square watches that I would say um, – very interesting. And that is one of my dream watches because I love everything Steve McQueen, but I've always tried to find like good alternatives of it. And I found one from Festina, from the Spanish brand called Festina. And I, but I wasn't feeling a mood at the time. But, you know, like one day, maybe. But right now I'm happy with my Hamiltons. But, that, but, besi- but besides the point, like I think the re- um, and Tag Heuer is one of my dream watches. And I want, as like I said, Bond villain is going to be very secondary to bond himself so that's why mm-hmm. i chose this watch and what i'll what bond will sport himself will reflect will be not a reflection of the tag Heuer monica but a, a comp uh, something that's uh a co- tag competitive montreal tag Heuer montreal <laughs> <laughs> it'll be uh it'll be something that's complementative to bond himself and the tag Heuer monica was not only worn by steve mcqueen but was also worn by Brian Cranston as Walter White in Breaking Bad. Oh, okay, yeah. There you go. So another I, I another like very, another calculating villain as well too. But no, I like this one a lot. I, I've seen uh, images. Um, I can't. Some YouTuber visited uh, the Tag Heuer. Um, why can I not think of the word factory? Yeah, there you go. And and obviously all these watch brands when you visit their hq you know they have these sort of public uh museums if you will and yeah the, the, i mean the walls were just plastered of co- pictures of f1 cars and racing cars it has that long rich tradition of being associated with with the vehicular racing and, and the monaco is is it's it's a really special it's a special piece of uh of watch it's it's a beautiful thing and like you emory i'm not i'm not super hot on square i don't mind rectangular in fact i own a seiko solar that's rectangular but Mm -hmm. but uh square is is i'm not too big on that but if it's going to be the the monaco yeah i'm okay with that any any other comments (laughs) 
Um, that that's all I had at Edgar with the final pick of the second round goes to Edgar Chapu. Ah, for the yes, it does. It does. Now, of course, I don't know why my word closed on me. Now, for my villain, uh, obviously, so clearly my villain deals in 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 science, plant science, animal science, um, and his 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 end game is 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 very nefarious. Uh, so he, you, you might call him uh, a bit of a freak. Uh, so mild spoilers. Uh, I'm going with the Ulysse Nardin freak vision 2505-250, uh, which looks a little something like this. I'll send you guys another one. So this is... Uh, so, so okay. this, this essentially is, um, the original version of the freak came out in 2001, co-designed by someone that, uh, enjoyed astronomy. <laughs> the, the reason why, and I remember texting you, uh, Emery in the lead up to this episode, that this was the first watch that came to mind when, when we agreed upon the draft, this, I, I would, I would kill to see a Bond villain wear this thing uh, as you can tell there are no regular hands um, if you look closely right on my, my second image doesn't seem to want to go in there properly it's very very unique in, in how yeah what the the exposed gears but at the same time the um the <laughs> minute and 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 hour hands are are well, so large but like yes Essentially, the white arrow, the big white arrow, uh, is the hour hand. So that's our hour hand. So that that's fairly simple. Mm -hmm. Where things get a little bit uh, feckished up is in the rest. <laughs> uh, you are correct uh, in assuming that that big monstrosity in the middle is the <laughs> it, it's it's the minute hand. Uh, the the minute itself being the slightly more pointy side. Uh, whereas the slightly fatter edge is is the larger part of the movement. So what happens is essentially the hand is on top of the movement and it operates it as its own tourbillon as okay. it goes around the clock for an hour. So you see the movement, you tell the time, and you're sort of getting a tourbillon at the same time as well. So it's doing three things at the same time. Uh, the movement and especially the double barrel escaping is used as a silicon and the freak, the uh, Ulysse Nardin freak. Obviously these days, a bunch of watchmakers use silicon, but in 2001, the freak was the first one. Right. Silicon. So you have oh, that, yeah. that villain thinking like, I'm going to be cutting edge. You know, I want to be the first um, twin escapement wheels. Uh, no crown. Where's yeah. the crown? There is no crown. So how do you how do you change the time? Notice on the image, or at least the one you guys can see, the image on the right-hand side, uh, there's a little flap. You lift that flap, and that's actually a little handle to turn the entire uh, mechanism. No way. And yeah, Ooh, <laughs> it's, wow. it's really insane. What um, the? This is this is. I think I think we've really hit the nail on the head on on uniqueness tonight because I wasn't expecting. 
Oh wow! Okay, it's it's quite oh. something. It's it's big. It's a forty-five millimeter uh, watch, but it's it's the villain. You know, he a big personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it's fully ready to go, it's seven days of power reserve. And I I love the fact that it's seven days of power reserve, not because I'm ever going to own a freak, but because my Bond villain doesn't have time to wake up in the morning and you know rewind his watch. He has things to do. He has a world to dominate. So it's it, the watch is good to go for seven days. So I thought that was a nice little bonus. Oh, they nice. do seem to make a, a an automatic version of it too, because that's the original. Well, I I just I, I looked at your image, but then I I, I googled it too. They do seem oh, to make an automatic versions. version of it, but like it's still super impressive of how the the kind of like planetary gear movement of it is is like semi exposed, but it is really an interesting watch. Wow. It's, yeah. Uh, hey, well, my villain's a very interesting guy. <laughs> it is super, super weird. Wow. It's freaky. <laughs> the, the first time I heard of this thing, and I, I'm just sort of just Googling other variations of it, but the first time I heard of it, um, I mean, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like a, a mad magazine type of a thing, and this is not a real watch. I mean, back in the day, I, I don't think I was fully aware that Udis Nalden was like a real thing. Um, and they make things that are less complicated than this, but because they have they have in house, they've hired very uh, <laughs> unique designers like this right. astrology lover. They sort of come up with these phantasmagorical <laughs> beasts. So, it, is it as completely off the wall as as yours? No, I would I would still take it a notch below yours yours is just like what in the world are we looking at um but, but this one i would has... wear it though like this is something exactly wearable it's still a conversation piece and it's wearable and functional whereas yes the hublot hurts my eyes to try it's my yeah <laughs> i mean i just wanted i i was much less creative than you guys but i just wanted like you know something that that would reflect the character Wait, but see where 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 uh emery's villain is completely off the wall my villain is a little bit eccentric and likes to be ostentatious. Uh, your villain is iconic. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. And then with the final round, since you've capped the final round, uh, why don't you take the first overall pick for the leading man, James Bond himself? Boys, I'm going to say this. I'm so happy we're doing this because we love watches so much. Uh, and now we get... It, it, Giving the leading ladies watch was a great joy. Giving our Bond villains watch was a great joy. But boys, we're about to give 007 his watch. This is what our, we're here for, the, everyone. This is, <laughs> we didn't really want to say that, but sort of. <laughs> so I, by the way, in, in my timeline, if listeners don't remember uh, my, my fictional Bond 26, um, Dan Stevens is, is, is my Bond. Uh, so we're uh, we're in that oh. we're in that parallel universe. I haven't recast him yet. He's not George Lazenby. Uh, <laughs> he's not he's not one and done. So I wanted to I needed to combine a few things for Bond. Three things were excessively important for me in dressing Bond's wrist. Number one, he's a formal naval officer, so obviously there has to be a heritage of the sea maritime water resistance so there needs to be a bit of a, of a diver watch vibe going on number two 
is as most modern Bond movies do, 007 doesn't stay at the same place for the whole film. He goes to three or four places. So I needed either a world timer, maybe a GMT, something that was functional for someone like Bond. And number three, and I, I feel this quite deeply. I'm actually quite passionate about this subject, but I know because of current licensing deals that are uh, in place, uh, and I have so much love for Omega, but the thing I'm very passionate about, because of the current licensing deal in place, it can't happen. Um, I think Bond should wear, I think, uh, can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why my image is frozen, but um, anyways. I think Bond should wear a British watch. So okay. Okay. I, I went with the Christopher Ward C65 Aquitaine GMT. Uh, here is Dan Stevens as 007 in Bond 27. This is his watch. Christopher Ward are fairly new on the block. They've only been around since oh, wow. 2004, mm -hmm. uh, founded by three oh, wow. people, among them got, Christopher Ward. Because I remember a lot of Bond fans talked about this on social media. I didn't know, like, I thought, of, I always thought this was like a startup watch company, but kind of is, but go on. So essentially, they're a British band, brand that's been around for not quite 20 years, uh, but they've really risen in the ranks very quickly. In fact, just a few weeks ago at the time of this recording, which is the middle of November 2022, they've actually released their first Tourbillon watch. Uh, but they're still, well, at least in comparison to other brands, they're still relatively affordable. If you look at the images I shared with the Aquatine, uh, it has 200 meters of water resistance. Uh, you have your unidirectional uh, bezel, and uh, there is also a GMT hand. Uh, it's also a traveler's GMT, by which I mean the GMT hand can be independently adjusted and you're not messing up with the local hour, which is something you don't always get with GMTs. My my watch uh, my watch has that. I think I think that's the the most brilliant invention. Uh, it's a domed and and now we really get into. I, I really thought about James Bond's watch. I really wanted to get this right. You have a domed sapphire crystal, so you just get a touch of of deformation depending on the angle. You know, depending on what angle you're looking at it, it, get, it the, the dial looks a little bit funky, which is what will sometimes happen with those dome sapphire crystals. So there's a bit of right. a vintage vibe. Uh, you have a trident seconds hand. So again, that naval heritage and the colorization, the black dial uh, with that sort of full, uh, full patined uh, uh, marker color. It's a two watch, but still an old school, handsome style. It's just passable enough for formal wear. Uh, so I need a GMT for travel. I need mm -hmm. water resistance for the naval heritage. I needed British. Uh, it's a 41 millimeter watch, 56 hours power reserve. Uh, but James Bond is a very detail-oriented person, so he doesn't mind getting his watch ready every few days, even, it's, even though it's only 56, uh, 56 hours. Uh, and uh, there you go. So the Christopher Ward Aquatine C65.
That is a that is a handsome looking watch. That really is a, a good looking watch. Oh, Jan Stevens is a handsome looking man. <laughs> I, yeah. You know what? He's a decent he's a decent uh, selection for uh, for Bonnet. I've seen him in a, in other works. Uh, he was really great in Legion. Um, really limited series he mm. did on Fox as um, Professor X's lesser known son. But anyway, that's a story for another day. Um, if you don't mind, Jason, I'll, I'll go yeah, next. Yeah. To the, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. I was going to uh, select you as the second overall. All right. Perfect. I went in a um, I went in a completely not a completely different direction. Um, this is going to be a a technically a Bond brand because we do see it in a former movie, but there was never really any licensing to it. But the watch itself that I chose, I wanted to go with a vintage watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would possibly and probably not be Bond's main watch, but this was kind of a um, a a, um, a a personal watch, let's just say. It is the uh, Breitling uh, AVI Reference 765 with the digital 15-minute uh, countdown window. Oh, okay. So this is a... I'm going to put the... Because uh, I didn't save my photos, but I've got the, the link. And sorry, I'm on three screens, so it's all messed up. Um, so this is... It's a black-faced watch. It's a chronograph uh, but instead of the date window, it's a countdown timer. And so this countdown timer was used by the Air Force uh, to count down as a pre-flight check. So you would have a 15-minute countdown in that little window. And I thought that Bond would probably enjoy it for other tasks that he thinks that he can efficiently accomplish in 15 minutes uh, and not necessarily for its its flight capabilities. It's a feature that was made... Um, as a standard for the French Air Force mm-hmm. uh, around that time, and I just thought it was a an overall more interesting watch than going with because I was, originally I was thinking Omega, uh, the Omega, um, um, not the the Speedmaster chronograph, and, oh, and interesting, a, really, and a vintage one. So I was going in that direction. Well, why don't we just kind of go a little bit to the side and go with a brand that we see in Thunderball. Uh, the top time is there. And I believe there's uh, another, there's the top time that turns into the Geiger counter, but there's another top time that he wears briefly in the movie. And I figured, well, these are are really great looking watches. And this kind of is one of those watches that's unique enough that. What is the 15 second, 15 minute countdown? Is that the one on the left? It's the window. Instead of Uh, being a date, it's the countdown timer is there. Oh, and that portion is digital. That portion is not mechanical. That portion itself is digital. Oh, okay. No, great choice. I mean, uh, I I know some people didn't like the look, but I personally like the look of the Breitling in Thunderbolt. It was it was a cool watch. No, this is a good. Oh yeah. It has a dial, and the dial you've you've kind of like uh, the the you've got the minutes on the very inside edge of the of the watch face. And then you've got the, the the larger numbers, but then you've got the exterior dial that also has the uh, the the hours on them. So I thought that was just overall the look of the watch was was quite different than what you would see That's, on uh, a regular diver. It almost works as its um, 
that could almost work as a GMT, I guess, or, yeah, or, or a dual time. I mean, not GMT, too, you need the, the hand for a GMT, but a dual time. Right, exactly, exactly. That is a brilliant watch. I've never seen this before. Thank you, Emery, for this. Oh, this is really cool. I'm glad sure. that we're really hitting it out of the park with these picks, everyone. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. uh, I'm glad that there's nothing redundant and repetitive. Oh, there won't, there won't be nothing redundant because mine's not that. But go ahead, Edgar. No, but what's going on is that we're, we're coming up with reasons. I mean, we picked watches other than maybe the Ferrari, uh, but, <laughs> but we, we, we picked watches that we like, that we would wear. But even if they're fuzzy, <laughs> like the Hublot, there's a reason why the Bond villain is, 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 is wearing it. So I think we're coming up, we're not just coming up with cool watches, we're coming up with, with cool reasons why our characters are wearing these. And the fact that I love, I absolutely love the fact that you said, it's not a date window, it's a 15 minute counter, and Bond can use that for tasks. That, might, that is, that's the <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking the Fleming happen. way. I think if, the, if Fleming had come across this watch, he would write it into the novel of having mm. it used for Bond to, to, to use with it. Fascinating, fascinating. Well, we only have one Bond watch left. What is Jason's 007 gonna wear? So this, uh, I had the honor of being the Mr. Irrelevant of the of the <laughs> James Bond complex watch draft that for our dear listeners who are not familiar with the NFL draft Mr. Irrelevant is the last pick of the NFL draft on a draft day no. of the last pick of the final round and I decided to oh wait a second can you guys, so I decided to still stick with the Bond brand itself and if you guys remember, this was a watch that was going to be a complementative, complementary or complementative to Jeremy Strong or Austin Butler's mm-hmm. villain mm-hmm. wearing the Taghor Monaco. I chose a chronograph for Bond because we've only seen Bond wear chronograph twice in the entire series. Uh, Honor Majesty's when he's doing the uh, timing the cable car, and then mm-hmm. yeah. Rog- Roger wears a Seiko. Yeah. Oh, white dial and uh, what is it up uh, a view to a kill view to a kill yeah and then i mean for our dear list and then i guess the brailing mm-hmm. was not as chronograph but had the two uh anyway so there i'm not saying my bond movie will be racing involved i mean there will be formula one or racing in it but that's not gonna be the theme of the movie and the reason why I chose a chronograph is because I think there could be some interesting gadgets that could be used. And for those of you guys who know me, my choices for Bond actors right now are Richard Madden or Nicholas <laughs> or Nicholas Holt, who Nicholas Holt, who himself is a very <laughs> Nicholas Holt, who is a very well-trained uh, racing driver himself. Like he actually is like he actually races Ferraris and uh, motorcycles on his free time and. I, and I mean, this is not the discussion for why I think Nicholas Holt should be James Bond, but the watch I would uh, sport on Nicholas Holt, James Bond, or even Richard Madden would be, uh, I'm going to stick with the Bond brand itself, is the Omega Bullhead, Seamaster Bullhead Chronograph. Oh, I didn't even know that that was a thing. And then I'll, I'll and I'll type it into the thing right here, and this watch was worn by Daniel Craig at the British Grand, Silverstone Grand Prix, which was the 1007th Formula One race ever, and and he wore that watch. 
at the at the pit stop at the pits of the Red Bull team. The pits, the Red Bull pit teams pit stop, and, and that's a Seamaster. Wow. Oh, it's, well, it's technically Seamaster brand, and I really like the bullhead, the bullhead feature. And I've been trying to look for good bullhead watches, and you know, Citizen makes a couple bullheads, but I don't really like theirs. And the reason why I chose the bullhead is not because. And I, it's not just because like there will be racing in my Bond 26 or 27, but also in the summer of 2019 was when the movie Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood <laughs> came out and right. Brad Pitt's character, Rick Dalton, I, I really loved his character a lot. I thought he was a complete <laughs> badass and that's what I want Bond to be. And Brad Pitt's character wore a citizen bullhead chronograph. I like the mm-hmm. old ones better than the new ones with the... But uh, it had the double, double, double wrap leather band. I don't know what they're called. So if someone correct me, someone or listeners, feel free to correct me. But so I wanted, but not just to compliment the Tacor and Monica, but I was just so inspired by Brad Pitt's character, Rick Dalton. And I was like, I just want Bonds to just be like a wisecracking, just badass and beat the shit out of people. And, and while, while like cursing them out or. <laughs> Like I still remember the scene where, uh, hey, speaking of which, Austin Butler himself was in that movie where he's the guy who, uh, he's the character where, uh, he's the he's the what is it the, the Charles Manson called oh, character goodness. in which uh, Brad Pitt throws the can into his face. Right, right, right. That was him. He's like he's like, what's your name? He's like, I'm the devil. And he's like, no, your name is Tex. And the girl's like, Rex, shoot him. And he's like, that's right. Your name is Rex. And then he throws the freaking like right. uh, the dog food can like, right into his face. I was like this. And that's what I want out of a bond is I just want him to just be complete badass, wisecracking and sociopathic. And, and I was inspired by <laughs> Rick. Bond is a sociopath. <laughs> There's no like, functioning badass. sociopath. The functioning sociopath. Highly, uh, high, so high functioning sociopath alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I picture Bond to be, as as well as wisecracking jokes. And so that's why I wanted Bond to wear a bullhead, just like Rick Dalton, and no, nothing better than the Omega. Going back to the Bond brand itself, the Omega Seamaster bullhead. And I've second crown protruding from the bottom i i suppose the one from the top is to adjust the arm what is that thing at the bottom but if it's a seamaster wouldn't that be oh the, oh, the, the uh, escape valve no no oh, no no so the bottom valve so so unlike other diver watches the bezel is inside the watch so the bottom dial is to rotate the bezel the bezel okay so there's no nice. release valve there's there's a crown and then there's one for rotating the, oh wow that's a that's an interesting design feature because i've seen a lot of pilot watches or racing watches in which there is a second crown to rotate bezels hamilton has some too but like when i looked at this watch this watch could i just fell in love with this watch that's very complicated to make especially if something that's going to go under the water because that that needs an extra gasket that little disc gasket that's it's an interesting complication very interesting complication so i do not have the gadget features yet but the reason i chose the bullhead was to complement both uh the villains taco harmonica as well as to take inspiration from rick brad pitt's rick dalton the stuntman at once upon a time in hollywood maybe brad pitt will be playing bond (laughs) (laughs) um 
Well, I think that uh, this is probably the most successful draft uh, in recent history, seeing as how the NFL and NHL and MLB drafts have all been relatively unsuccessful for a lot Mm. of people. This one Mm. seems to have put together not only some fabulous picks, but some interesting new discoveries. Let's just Our Bond movies are probably terrible, but come and see the watches, though. <laughs> the watches. <laughs> <laughs> on point, on point. Um, I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm getting these messages again. They're coming from Mr. Montblanc. Uh, is that White Mountain? I got I got a message from my Fitbit as well, too. This Fitbit's Fitbit. a message. Oh, my goodness. He got into your Fitbit. Yeah, and he asked me, Mr. International Man of Mystery, Senor. you, Senor Kim, do you see people everywhere? We do have people everywhere, wouldn't you agree, Mr. Montblanc? Uh, for example, we are on Facebook, search for the James Bond Complex. We're on Instagram, search for at the James Bond Complex. There's a YouTube page, search for the same name, subscribe and tickle us with the thumbs up button. Uh, if you coochie coochie coo, that's that's all we do at the complex. We just do coochie coochie coo. Tickle fight. Right. Um, <laughs> that's another episode. Another yeah, that the tickles of Bond is uh, coming up next week. Thank you, merci sur ce. And <laughs> uh, if you enjoy this, obviously this will be on YouTube, but there will be an MP3. Presumably there's going to be at least an MP3 version. And you can listen to that at anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. Oh, I should save Apple Podcasts for the end, but too late. Google Podcasts, but Apple are my friends. Search for the James Bond Complex. Subscribe, write a review. Tell us what you think James Bond, the lead villain and the leading lady should wear in an upcoming movie and leave us a five star glowing golden gun review. Uh, Emery, try to make this episode appear on time. <laughs> uh, Jason, Fugit, my friend. Uh, Fugit, um, uh, James, uh, James, uh, <laughs> Jason Bond, I think you're on Instagram, right? I am on Instagram at jsxon88 and to conclude the 60th anniversary 60th diamond jubilee of the james bond phenomenon there will be a couple more posts from myself that will be related to fleming film and everything in between Ooh, Ooh. so exciting and just uh and before so we conclude exciting. i'm before we conclude i made a mistake on my part on the episode uh so the girl in the Once Upon a Time gets hit with the can. Austin Butler's character gets bit with the dog. I got them two mixed up. Mm. In, case, in case if anyone comes and corrects <laughs> us up, just stay for the PS. Right. I'm sure they'll come after us for the uh, horrible watch selection that I made for the villain. But <laughs> that is an interesting one. That uh, your, like your picks were quite uh, quite interesting. Well, they were all interesting, but you blew me away with that one. The Hugo Ferrari. La Ferrari. Uh, et sur ça, mes amis, bonne uh, soirée. Yeah, merci, toujours un plaisir. À la prochaine, à la prochaine. And uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, I don't know. À domani, à la prochaine. Ciao, belli. Tirojoso, kamsamida, anyongeso, arigato, matane. Matane.